Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal friends, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I have a question. In the event of an emergency, would you know how to administer immediate first aid to your pet? For most of us, the answer is no. But now, you can do something about that. Karen Garza will be offering some local first aid classes that will teach you everything you need to know to be a first responder for your pet. As our first guest this morning, she'll have lots of invaluable information that you won't want to miss. Then, after our halftime break, Nadine Ashby has a very cool musical event to tell us about that's just going to be loads of fun while raising money for animal welfare organizations. All this and more is just ahead here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to introduce our very special first guest who's been here before, Karen Garza. Glad you could make it back. Thank you very much, Marie. I'm delighted to be back here with you again. Now, one of the main reasons I'd like you uh, to talk to our audience out there is because you have some pretty exciting classes that are coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. One of the things that we do at Always Dogs is teach pet first aid and CPR classes to pet parents. And as you know, the reason it's important is there really is no doggy 911 for the most part for pets. So the owners really need to be the first responders to do whatever they can to stabilize their animals until they can get veterinary care. Now, when you say um, emergencies and stabilize, I mean, that's got to send panic through the minds of a lot of pet owners. Is there a way to get past this fear and stress when something happens? Um, Do you teach anything to help people remain calm in an emergency? Absolutely, and that's a great point. And one of the reasons that people come to our class is they all have that fear in the back of their minds. What's going to happen if my dog is poisoned? What do I do if my dog chokes? So a lot of the fear and anxiety comes from not having the knowledge. And we hear over and over again at the end of our classes that the pet, owner, the pet owners and the guardians feel more empowered and they feel that just because they have the knowledge and are more exposed to what they need to do, that they'll be able to stay much calmer in a situation. Okay. And we also use some very interesting teaching methods. We use a lot of hands-on. We teach even silly little rhymes. And the idea is to create muscle memory and to create phrases that automatically pop into someone's mind so that when something happens, it comes to them. So you're more on autopilot rather than trying to figure everything out. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's excellent. Yes. Yes. You know, you brought up poisoning. What are some of the symptoms if your pet's been poisoned? What are you looking for so that you don't confuse poisoning for perhaps some other problem? And we, we try to teach people for all different types of emergencies what signs to look for, but certainly we don't diagnose. Okay. But uh, some of the things that can happen with poisoning can range anything from vomiting, lethargy, um, Seizures, you can even have seizures with certain types of poisoning. Uh, With certain poisons, it can even be more serious where you get organ failure, so the animal just can even uh, get to the point where the animal is unconscious. Oh, my. 
so we also give as part of our training a list of some of the more common pet poisons that people what don't are even some think of the about. more common poisons that people probably have just in their house without even thinking about it. Here in California, sago palms oh. are highly toxic. Really? I macadamia didn't know that. nuts. We actually know a woman um, who lost a dog. Macadamia nuts are highly toxic. Oh. Walnuts. Okay. Azaleas. Now, I just got a chain email. I usually just delete those right away, but it looked um it looked kind of legitimate, so I read it. And it talked about how grapes are actually poisonous to dogs. Have yes. you heard that? Absolutely. And there was a lot of controversy about that for a while. Um, but more and more evidence has come out that even in fairly small amounts, grapes are very toxic. And what is even worse than grapes are raisins because they're even more concentrated. So if you have a baby in the house who's constantly throwing down her food on the ground, yes. if she's eating raisins yes. and grapes, you need to make sure that your dog's not around cleaning up the floor. <laughs> Absolutely, and that is very much common when people have small children because, or they're leaving the empty raisin box on the little coffee table. Mm -hmm. You have a dog that's very curious. So we really emphasize, particularly with poisoning, prevention and being very aware of the things that you have in your house and the things that you really need to be very careful aren't falling on the floor or getting put in an animal's way so that they can do some pretty serious damage to themselves. Wow. So what are some of the other things that we need to look for that are just commonplace in the average home? Uh, obviously all your chemicals and cleaning supplies, but one of the other things that people often don't think about is human medications. Okay. People leave their prescription bottles on counters or, again, someone's in front of the TV, they take an aspirin, they put the bottle on the coffee table. Human medications are one of the top ten reasons that uh, animals experience poisoning every year. Wow. Now, I've also heard, too, that even though we assume most dogs can swim, you have to be really careful with your swimming pool and yes. don't let your dog have free access in and out. What happens? What do you do? What's some of the basic first aid if you find that your dog is in the pool and, and in distress? The uh, uh, One of the things that obviously you could do is get the animal out of the pool. And, we d and with drowning, one of the things we teach is something called a primary pet assessment. So whenever anything happens and you find an animal that's in distress, whether it's what you described, whether you just walk into a room and the doggy's down on the ground, whether they started choking on something and all of a sudden before they could get it up, they go unconscious, we teach people something called a primary pet assessment. That's one of the little rhymes that I mentioned to you. Okay. It's a little rhythmic kind of thing that stays in your mind so that someone can assess what's going on with their dog in like 20 seconds. And then we teach people how to go to, depending on what they find in that assessment, if the dog has a heartbeat but is not breathing, you do rescue breathing. If it doesn't have a heartbeat and isn't breathing, then you do CPR. Um, if a dog is unconscious, we teach them how to look in the dog's mouth to see if there's an object stuck. So they would immediately, you, you go into that as your first line of defense so that you know what you're dealing with and then can respond appropriately with different first aid techniques. Now, how do you check for a pet's heartbeat? Obviously, you don't grab their wrists like you do with a human being and, and try and feel for a pulse. Where do you check? The best place to check for a pulse is in, at the femoral artery, which is in their groin area. And part of the first aid class that we teach is how to correctly take all of a pet's vital signs. Okay. Their heartbeat, to check their breathing rate, to check something called a capillary refill, which is pressing against their gums until 
the blood goes away and it gets white, and then counting how long it takes for the blood to come back. All of those vital signs are very important, not only in a first aid situation, because that will give you vital information about what's going on so that when you're calling the vet's office or the urgent care, that information can help them guide you. But we also teach people to become very familiar with what their pet's normals are. Okay. The ranges for animals are very wide, so it's very important for all pet owners to know what's normal for their pet. Okay. So that they can know then what is abnormal and how abnormal is it should something happen. And probably something that pet owners should know is the normal temperature for their pet. Exactly. How do you take the the temperature of a pet? I know in the old days we, we used to have to actually stick a thermometer in their rear end, which wasn't pleasant for anybody. <laughs> exactly. Is, is there an easier way to do that now? If that's actually a very good question, and although digital or rectal temperatures are still the most common, there is a wonderful device that's um, just been released within the last year. And you can't use, a lot of people ask us if you can use those ear thermometers that you use for kids on dogs, mm -hmm. and you can't because they're not calibrated properly, and also because of the fur, you don't get a good reading. But there's a company that has just released an amazing product, which you just have to hold an inch away from their belly or their ear, and you get a digital temperature oh, reading. It's wonderful. fascinating. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. that, that would really help out a lot of mm -hmm. people, I tell you. And what is approximately the normal range for a dog and the normal temperature range for a cat? Uh, again, it, ver it can vary widely, but typically with a dog, you're kind of around in the, in the hundreds, a little bit below, a little bit above. And I can't offhand remember the um, normal ranges for a cat, but one of the things that we also provide to people in our training is we give them a little quick reference guide okay. to what all the normal ranges are. And on the back of that, we have a little diagram and a little log sheet so that they can, we recommend that they take all the vital signs every week and log them, and then they have the normal ranges on the back so they don't have to memorize them either. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I know that, that my temperature is never 98.6. I usually run kind of low. You're exactly so right. So if I have a temperature of 99, then I know that I've got a fever. Exactly. And it's the same for my kids, too. So you probably should know what your pet normally is like even when he's healthy and not wait until the last minute when he's actually sick. Because Correct. Because you don't really know. Correct. And also, especially when you're trying to assess cold injuries, hypo hypothermia or hyperthermia, mm -hmm. it is very important to know, as you said, what is their normal so that you can see if they actually have moved past the variance into one of those situations. Okay. Well, I know you've got lots of great information, and we can't cover it all in our little conversation on the radio. So you have these wonderful classes that you're offering. When and where will these classes be, and how can people sign up? We have actually a February 27th class that's full right now, but we are taking waiting list uh, information for that. Okay. We also have a class scheduled on April 10th and May 8th. They're all Saturdays from 9 to 2 o'clock at our wellness center at Camp Bauo in San Clemente. What's the address there? The address is 220 Pintoresco, P-I-N-T-O-R-E-S-C-O. But if people are interested in signing up, they can call us directly, and the number would be 949-433-9324. And they can also email us directly at info at alwaysdogs.com. And we have the little twist on the spelling for Always Dogs. It's A-L-L-W-A-Y-S 
dogz.com. Okay, and that's also your website, too. Correct. Alwaysdogs.com. And you've got lots of great information there. Now, I just want to remind everybody, too, about some of the other special things. We have, you know, just a, a little bit longer to talk, but you also do dog massage, and that's available at Camp Bellwell? Yes. We oh, have. Oh. We're just delighted. We opened our wellness center at Camp Bawa at the end of last year, which was really a dream come true for us. Mm -hmm. And we offer canine massage as well as some energy balancing. We have several lines of wellness support products, Chinese herbs and herbal formulations to help address special needs for dogs and keep them as healthy as possible. And then we also do above and beyond the pet first aid and CPR, other educational programs on different topics that are important to pet parents, like good nutrition and things like that. Oh, and that's all available through Camp Bow Wow if you're if you're sending your dog there for daycare. Absolutely. Wow, that's so cool, Karen. You always have such great tips for pet owners, and today was no exception. I hope lots of listeners will be able to join you at one of your upcoming classes. And I thank you for stopping by today. Thank you again. It's time now for our mid-show station message, but don't wander too far away from your radio because Nadine Ashby has a really fun event planned that you're going to want to add to your calendar. This is coming up after a very quick break here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm very pleased to welcome to the show Nadine Ashby. Hi, Nadine. Hi. Thank you so much for uh, giving us the opportunity to talk about our big event. Well, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails about it, and I know that you guys have been recruiting volunteers, and you've got something really, really special in the works, and I think you're calling it Woofstock? Yep, it's called Woofstock, and... and um, we're going to have bands. Actually, we have three bands. Oh, wow. What and, kind of music? Well, we have one is called the, um, I'm trying to find, oh, here it is, This Side Up Blues Band. Okay. And the other one's called Peanut, which does, I think, kind of a country type of uh, venue. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Vex, which is a teenage band. Ah, something so, for everybody. Yes, actually, <laughs> it's it's a, an event that's going to please the adults as well as children. Well, when exactly is the event and where is it going to be? Well, it's called Woofstock. It's going to be on March 14th, which is a Sunday afternoon from 3 to 6. And it's being held at the South Shores Church on Crown Valley and PCH in Dana Point. Okay, okay. Yeah, they have been terrific in giving us the opportunity to use the venue there. Wow. And yeah. how many people are you expecting? Oh, my gosh. Uh, probably 300 plus. Oh, goodness. Is this the first time you've done this? Well, you know, it's the first time here in California. I've just moved here from New York. Mm -hmm. And in New York, I have did a lot of fundraising for um, a humane society in New York, using my background in theater and television to do a lot of fundraising for them. So when I moved out here, I wanted to get involved with an animal rescue group and welfare group because that's what my passion really is. And I really couldn't decide who, you know, or what. So I held a meeting and invited a whole bunch of different groups to come. And we had about 21 people show up. Wow. And decided I was going to just have this event for everyone. <laughs> 
you know. Because they're all great groups out here. They are terrific. They are wonderful. And, you know, they're such good people, and they're having such a hard time right now in this economy. I've really heard that from every organization that's been on this show. They are all telling me the same story, that donations are down and the need is up big time. Yeah, it's dreadful. And a lot of our elderly, too, who, um, you know, have to take care of their pets, and some of them have to forfeit them because they can't afford to feed them. So we're also going to make donations to uh, food pantries. Oh, wow. So that um, there's dog food and cat food and litter and items like that available for people who, you know, need to take care of their animals and keep them and not have them end up in shelters. Wow. Tell me a little bit about some of the organizations that, that Woofstock is going to benefit. Well, uh, let's see, the uh, San Clemente Dana Point Shelter. Okay. Uh, Saddleback Valley Humane Society. They're great people. Oh, they're, they're all great. <laughs> I was going to tell you, every <laughs> single one. The Arc of San Juan Capistrano. Okay. Rough. Um, the Friends of Lake Forest, who are trying very hard to get a dog park put in. Yes, I've uh, heard about that. Yeah, yeah very good. <laughs> uh, German Shepherd Rescue. One of my favorites. Sharpay Rescue. Oh, wow. Best Friends. Okay, they were just on the show just a short oh, time hi. ago. Oh, well, they're coming. Okay. And the Pet Rescue Center uh, as well. And we hope also the Laguna Beach Animal Shelter. Wow. Pretty much yeah. everybody you've named has been on this show at one time oh. or another. <laughs> and they're all just such wonderful organizations and do such outstanding work. They and do. They all do something a little different, too. Russ mm-hmm. is just an amazing organization. They're yes, helping they uh, getting pet food out there and helping people with vet bills. It's just so wonderful. It is amazing. It is amazing. And what's, what's terrific about this event also is that we have so many businesses that are participating, as, wow. well, as, as well as the bands. We even have the Newport Rib Company coming, and they're mm. doing a special with the booth. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to give us 20% of their proceeds. Wow. Yeah, we have... Uh, many local artists. We have um, a karate demonstration uh, from the United Studios of Laguna Beach. We have a puppet show. We have storytelling by the Dana Point Library. We have a makeover coach. We're going to have face painting, tie-dyeing, silent auction, just so many wonderful things going on. And you're going to fit this into three hours? Three hours, yeah. You know, always want them leaving, you know, have them leaving wanting more. Okay. So that next year we can really rock and roll with this, you know. Oh, that's It's our first time. How did you figure out how to put this all together? Do you have, like, a whole crew of volunteers helping you? Yeah, well, people came together, the most incredible people here in Southern California, who all have a passion for animals and really want to also help each other at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, businesses, vendors, musicians, artists, as well as the rescue organizations, all helping each other. And I think that's what we have to do right now. We all have to pull together during this time so that everybody can stay afloat. Do you still need more volunteers, or do you think you have it covered at this I point? I think we're covered with volunteers. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we're all covered, but we do... <laughs> We do need people to attend okay. because our proceeds will all benefit the animal rescue organizations. Do people have to order tickets online, or do they order, or do they just pay at the door? How does that work? You can pay right at the door, okay. um, or you can uh, make a check uh, payable to the Ashby Group. That's A S H B Y. Okay. And that would be sent to the Ashby Group, P.O. Box three seven zero five, in Dana Point. Okay, and then is there a will call list then if you send in your money ahead of time? 
They'll be, um, we'll probably send the tickets to you. Okay. It's good to have it ahead of time because we can only uh, take so many people in at one given time. And we've sold about 150 tickets so far. No way. Yeah, yeah. Well, the tickets are only $15. Oh, that's a bargain. Yeah, keeping it reasonable. And children under 12 are free. Oh, that is wonderful. So it's a real good family event. Lots of fun, lots of great things. Just out of curiosity, um, how much are the ribs? Oh, you know, he's put together um, these different uh, dinner packages. And I think one of the packages is like $6. Oh. Yeah, I think two of them are $6, and one is a little bit more for 9 Okay. And with it, it's a full meal. Okay, and is this going to be served picnic style so you could put out your blanket and listen to the music? or, or Well, we is have there... tables, we'll have tables and chairs set up. Okay, so do you listen you. to the bands on the tables and chairs, or do you sit out on the grass to listen to well, them? Well, it's indoors. We do have oh, one one okay. area. The, the tie-dyeing will probably be outdoors. Okay. But uh, most of it is indoors, and we have tables set up. This is a rain or shine event. Okay. We okay. wanted nothing to get in the way, <laughs> so it, it's indoors. But there's a beautiful deck overlooking, um, you know, the, the rolling hills of, of Dana Point and the ocean. And it's oh, can you see the ocean from there? From the deck, yes. It's quite beautiful. Oh, it's wow. It's a gorgeous setting. My goodness. Really beautiful setting. Now, how big is the uh, area where you're going to be putting this on uh, to, to to hold 300 people and, and all the events and the bands and, and all that? It must be pretty big. It is a big venue. Um, it's usually used as a reception area for weddings okay. that the church holds, but there's also an outdoor area. The parking is so easy, which I know is a major thing here in California. Uh-huh. <laughs> so easy parking. It's right off PCH in Crown Valley. Easy to get to. And no stress. And it's just a great afternoon in March. And I think it's something we all need right now. Just have a great time. And also make it very worthwhile to help out these magnificent organizations that just need help right now. And most important, the animals. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, there won't be any animals to say at this particular event. Right, but um, but the organizations that will benefit are oh. going to be out there helping the animals and helping people. Absolutely. And that's that's what it's all about. You are so right. So with your passion for animals, I have to ask, do, how many animals do you have? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, right now I have one dog, but uh, having moved from New York, we had two beagles um, who made it across country with us, but they were seniors, and unfortunately they passed, Aww. which was dreadful. So... Um, we immediately found a puppy. Okay. And, uh, and she's just crazy and wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it, we've made that transition. And it's very difficult. Can, can you ever really transition to a puppy after having a, a nice senior dog around? Well, we had two seniors. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was time for a puppy. Oh, it was time okay. to do that. We had one for 14 years, and the other one was 15 years old. Wow. In fact, um, we came out here with a very large vehicle because they could not fly. Oh. So we went cross-country with them, which was another trip, uh-huh. <laughs> a trip onto a trip. It was it was fun, and they spent some time out here, you know, with us. But then, as I said, uh, old age settled in. Well, with just one uh, one puppy, you might want to head over to some of the rescues we and shelters and maybe exactly find a buddy. Absolutely, I always believe you know it's better to have more than one. Okay. So you are so on top of it. Exactly right. We are looking for another puppy to bring in here, or maybe around one or two. Well, I know lots of shelters and lots oh, of rescues yeah. to refer you to. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, absolutely. They are the best. But I suspect with uh, all the people you're meeting putting Woofstock together, they've probably already uh, started hitting you up about that themselves. Oh, I have my list in already. <laughs> I've, I've been to every shelter everywhere. Oh, wow. You know, and just waiting for this one to get a little bit more under control because she's a little bit crazy. Yeah. All but puppies she, needs, she needs a buddy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I really believe that. Right now, there's such an overpopulation in the shelters that it's really important for people to get out there and adopt. Absolutely. Wonderful, uh, wonderful animals. I think so many people don't realize that the animals in shelters aren't just throwaways that are damaged oh, goods. No. They're, they're beautiful, sentient beings. They're waiting to just give lots of love to you, and, and they're just amazing pets. And you just got to give them a chance. Absolutely well said. They are they are just so hungry to be loved and to give love back. Every single every single animal I've ever met in, you know met in the shelters. And and Woofstock is going to really uh, help out some of the organizations that are helping these animals. So I'm so glad that you're putting on this event. Well, it's going to be wonderful. And uh, most important thing is we get a whole new supportive base for these folks as well. Absolutely. Let's remind everybody one more time, is there a website to get more information? Um, no, unfortunately there's no website per se. This is our first time out with it. Okay. But I will give you a phone number if they want more information. Okay, let's do that. Okay, the phone number would be area code 914-469-0815. Wonderful. Well, I want to wish you the best of luck with Liftstock, and thank you again for coming to the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you so much for giving us this great opportunity. You're very welcome. We need to take a quick break now, but when we come back, it's time for Pet Place news and events, so please stay tuned to the Pet Place radio show on Retro 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Gila, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Are you doing anything today, let's say from 11.30 to 3.30 p.m.? If not, head on over to the Brea Pet Co. located at 2500 Imperial Highway, number 114, and donate your old cell phone to help homeless German shepherds. While you're there, shake paws with some of these gorgeous canines and maybe even decide to adopt one. They're amazing dogs, and they're looking for amazing families. And don't forget to email us at the Pet Place to let us know what you'd like to hear about on this program. Find all our contact information at www.petplace.org. Remember, we do this show for you, the pet people out there, so drop us a line every now and then. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day. (laughs) 